As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise Welcome the Lord. to the Wednesday night Cutting It Right Bible study. And we are glad that you are we are glad that you are with us tonight uh, for this uh, as we like to call it a, a very a, a riveting Bible study. We believe that it's a Bible study that is going to uh, help you to to learn. That a Bible study is going to help you to grow in the grace of and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, we are streaming live right now on Facebook, uh, YouTube, via the Google Hangouts app, and also we are on Spreaker.com. That is our podcast. That that is our pod uh, casting partner. That's S P R E A K E R. If you are watching right now on Facebook at any time while you are watching us, just share this page so that others also. Uh, may be blessed by the word of God tonight. Uh, we have been we have been studying. Uh, we have been studying at great length. We have been studying growing in grace. We have entitled uh, we have entitled our our study for these last few weeks. Uh, Milk to meat, growing up in Jesus. And several weeks ago, we were talking about spiritual maturity versus spiritual immaturity. Uh, last week we were talking about adjoining, uh, uh, avoiding the junk food. And, uh, tonight we are going to tackle a, a, a different subject. Uh, and once again, it is very important. Uh, it is very important that we pick up and, and learn how to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If I have not introduced myself, I'm Pastor Michael Jakes and this is this is my wife, Pastor Edie Jakes, and uh, once again we are here uh, to, with the Lord's help, to help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's pray first and then we're going to get started. If you would open us in up in prayer, please. We don't know, Heavenly Father, we come before you once more, Lord Jesus. We pray that everything that is said and done will glorify your name. Pray for those who are listening. My God, I pray that they be touched and that everything, everything, oh Lord, that is said, oh Lord, will glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pray that everything that is said might glorify the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, <clears throat> let me start with this statement, and it's a statement that we have said previously, and we're going to want to start with this statement. 
ready? Yeah, ready. All right, all right. We're going to start with this statement that your level, your level of spiritual growth and maturity will never surpass the level of your personal study of God's Word. What that simply means is, if you want to grow, you have to grow through the Word of God. We've already talked about the fact uh, that you need a desire to grow. If you don't have a desire to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord, then you will not grow Amen. in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. We talked about uh, being having the proper spiritual nourishment. That nourishment comes through the Word of God. So it is very important as Christians, as children of God, that we that we allow the Word of God to be in us. Let me just add this little statement. We were just talking about it a few minutes ago. We want to make sure we get the Word of God in us. Amen. Not something that is posing as the Word of God. Oh, something that yeah. is a counterfeit of the Word of God. Or watered down. Or a, or a watered down verse. You must make sure that you are reading a Bible that is the Bible. We were just off camera we were just talking about the message bible do not attempt to use the message bible for any type of study i do not recommend that you read it at all it is not a bible the message bible is not it's a, a bible it's a narrative i don't know what it is but it's not a bible so i do not recommend the message bible uh, what happens with many with many of the newer translations, some of the newer translations, some of them, what happens is that they become, as you said, they wart, they're watered down. And they, they make these Bibles in an effort to, to make the Bible easier to understand for the layman. Some, someone who doesn't know, uh, who doesn't understand the Bible, it makes it more easier. Listen, you get your Bible, you, you get a King James Bible, or a New King James Bible, and you say, Lord, enlighten teach me. me your word. Teach me, enlighten me. Enlighten me, teach me your word. I know that people can't get, people don't go with the, the King there, James Version with all of the these and the thous and the thus. Listen, listen, it is the King James Version, though it contains archaic words, words that are not used anymore, it is, it is the best word for word translation word for word translation it's not taking the translation by thought by thought like many of the other translations it is a word by word translation so once again if you're going to grow you have a desire to grow if you want to be spiritually nourished you got to do it with a bible that is really the bible amen amen, amen. amen. now tonight we want to talk about something else uh, let, let, let's turn to uh first timothy first timothy uh, chapter number 4 and verse number 7. 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 7 and 8 actually. You can read that. 7 and 8. 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy. Yes. But refuse profane and old wives fable and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is, and of that 
which is to come. Amen. Amen. It says, refuse profane and old wise self, but exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Exercise thyself toward godliness. Bodily exercise, it has its purpose, but spiritual exercise. And what, 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 what this is talking about, what it, what it comes down to is when he's talking about exercise, he's talking about exercising of the word. He's talking about applying it. Applying the word. Bible application. Uh, we must let, 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 let's come with a, a definition. Let, let's come with a good working definition of what Bible application is. Applying the Bible. <clears throat> application, Bible application is the act of putting to a special or particular purpose the truth that you learn from scripture it is reading it seeing what it says and putting it into practice in your life that's application without bible application it just becomes reading the bible just becomes an right. academic pursuit it's something that we do to pass the time we just read, and we have no mind and no heart as to what it's saying. We just read it. Listen, James. Go to James. James chapter number 1. James 1 and verse number 22. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So... If you just read the Bible and you come away empty and you make no you, you make no attempt for application, you are just you, you, you become this person in, in verse 22. You, you, you're, you're not a doer. We want to do the word. We must do the word. One more scripture, go to Philippians chapter 4. And verse number 9. When you get there, you can read it. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 9. Yes. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. So you see, this is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul is saying, listen. And he's putting, he's putting a lot of pressure on himself. But he says, look. The things, he says, the things that you've seen from me, the things you've seen me, that you've learned from me, that you have received from me, that you've heard, that you've seen in me, he says, do them. Do them. In other words, follow me as I follow, as I follow Christ. Okay? If I stray away, you, you, you don't follow me. If I, if I start doing the wrong thing, you don't follow me. So he says, do them. Do the things that you have learned and received. So we must not, we, we, we must have this desire to grow and to apply the word. Uh, one of the problems, one of the reasons why the church is in the state that it's in right now, the church in, in, in general, is that the child of God, Christians, believers, believers, same thing. They are not actively pursuing application. It's just 
learning more, getting more, receiving more, but the there there's something else that's not happening. There is They're no application. No, there there is no application that is happening. And without application, there can be no true growth. There can be no true growth. Uh, let me read Second Timothy. Let me go back to Second Timothy, chapter three. Second Timothy, chapter three, and uh, verse number sixteen, where it says, "All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine." For reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So, the word that we read is useful. It, it, it's useful for teaching and rebuking, and for correction and for training, so that we can be that which God wants us to be. That's what happens when you apply. But if there is if there's no application, we will run into a problem. Now, application. <clears throat> application, Bible application, it involves it involves taking a particular passage and prayerfully meditating on it. Meditating. Remember, David said he meditated on the word day and night. And when we're talking about meditation, we're not talking about yoga, we're not talking about any any kind of mystical thing. When we're talking about meditating, scriptural, uh, Bible meditation is simply thinking about what the Word says, thinking about what it means, and then, once again, putting it into practice in your life. So it's prayerfully meditating on it until the Spirit will direct you as to how that truth needs to be used in your life. There are many interpretations. There are many interpretations. Rather, excuse me. There is only one interpretation of Scripture. That's the rule that you have to go by. There's only one interpretation. But there are diverse applications. You understand what that means? You understand? Do you? Yes. Okay. There are, there are many. There are. There's only one. One interpretation. One interpretation. Different ways. But of different applying application. Yes. Different, way of different ways of applying it. Okay. Yes. So, if we don't, if we don't get that right, then we're once again we're going to run into a problem. Why is Bible application necessary? Why? Why do I need to apply? Listen, I just want to read my Bible. It makes me feel good when I read my Bible and I go away and I know I read my four chapters, my two chapters, or I read my little I read my little verse that comes up on my Bible app every day. You know, a, a, a verse a day helps keep the devil away. If you if you if you have that type of mentality, you, you no, no, no. Yeah, that's no. You you cannot you cannot grow. You cannot grow on one scripture a day that scripture that your bible app puts out the verse of the day you cannot grow on that you cannot read that one verse and say yes i read my bible today no you didn't you did not read your bible if all you read was that one little verse uh, that your bible app gives you uh, listen bible application is necessary 
uh, is necessary because we cannot get to know Scripture. We cannot get to know Scripture unless we are willing to apply it. Unless we are willing to apply it. Am I willing to read the Bible with a mindset that this Bible, what I'm reading, is going to not just encourage me, or it's not just there to to make me feel good, but am I reading it with the with the idea that this is going to help me? It's going to correct me. It's going to it's possibly going to put the, the the words I read are possibly going to put put its put its hand on a part of my life that needs correction or change. Am I willing to apply That's the word hard. to our life? Am I willing? Because we we as people and and this this goes to, as as we get further, we'll find out. The second thing, the reason why it's important, uh, studying scripture without application leads to pride. How? Studying scripture without application leads to pride because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse number 1 that knowledge puffs up. The more you know or the more you think you know, you are prone to believe that you don't need anything else. Knowledge puffs up. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and, and verse number one. So once again, application is necessary. Proper Bible application is absolutely necessary. Without it, pride will rise. Pride will rise. Now, the third thing that the reason why Bible application is necessary, because studying, studying Bible application is necessary because knowledge requires action. Knowledge requires action. Psalm 119. When you take a look at Psalm, Psalm 119 uh, in verse 59 and 60. Psalm 119 verses 59 and 60. We want to welcome those of you who are watching right now via Facebook. If you're watching right now, uh, why don't you share this page and, and allow someone else to be blessed also. Psalm 119, verses 59 and 60, it says, I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto thy testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. It requires action. When we read the word, we must respond quickly. There's no time to wait. There's no time to wait. If you if you allow if you allow there to be time or a gap between what you hear and when you're going to do it, there you go. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. So our behavior, our action after we hear the word must be swift. You know the story about this, the the different seeds on the different grounds. When this when the when the word came in, many people they hear the word, and when the word comes, the devil snatches that word he doesn't want that word to sit to settle and to take root in your life so the devil comes and he snatches that that word out we must be responsive and quickly do that which the lord speaks to us to do we cannot delay we cannot wait not even not even a little bit we cannot 
delay. So, so studying scripture, uh, Bible application is necessary because it requires action. Finally, studying scripture, studying scripture is necessary because uh, if you are studying, if you are reading the Bible for any other for any other reason, for any other reason except for application. It's dangerous because knowledge increases responsibility. James 4 and 17 tells us this. Knowledge increases responsibility. When you get it, you can read James chapter 4 and verse number 17. James chapter 4 and verse number 17. Therefore, to him that knows to do good, and doeth not, to him it is sin. Knowledge increases responsibility. What you know. Ah, that's one of my favorite scriptures. What you know, you're responsible. That's right. If, if you know, and, and you, don't, you don't, do, don't do it, to him that knows the good to do, and, you don't do and it, does not do it, to sin. him it is sin. That is the point. That is a point blank statement, but it's absolutely true. If you know the right thing to do and you don't do the right thing, and you choose not to, then you choose not to, to that person, that's sin. That's sin. So, once again, it is very, it is highly important that we apply scripture to our life. We a need for exercise. We must exercise the word of God in our life so that we would grow. Application also involves what the Bible calls in Psalm 119 and verse 11, hiding God's hard. word. Now, now that word hide, that word hide is simply a word that means to treasure, to treasure God's word. And that's, that has to do with what we were talking about at the beginning. You need to have a proper view of scripture. Do you, how much Psalm, Psalm, I think it's Psalm 19 where he says uh, uh, The law of the Lord is perfect yeah, Converting so the soul The testimony of the Lord is sure Making wise the simple uh, The commandments of the, of the Lord are clean Enlightening the eyes More to be desired Are they than gold Yea than much fine gold Sweeter also than honey And the honeycomb So so the writer of this psalm Had a very very high view of scripture And if we're going to grow if we're going to grow, we, we have to have a, a proper view of Scripture. We must hide the Word in our heart. Treasure the Word in our heart so that we won't sin against God. That's the reason. So that we won't sin against God. Lord, I don't want to sin. Look what, look what Joseph did. You know the story of Joseph. Yes. Joseph, in the house of his master, and his master's wife kept... At him Potiphar. daily. Potiphar's wife uh, was at him daily, every single day. Finally, she confronts him and says, "Lay with me." He said, "How can I, how can I do this evil against the Lord and sin in His sight?" He had a proper view of everything. He had a he had a panoramic view of sin. He said, "Sin. This is not just about me. How can I sin against God by doing this evil and and all sin?" is against God. He had a proper view. And like Joseph, we have to have a proper view of Scripture. Yeah. 
reverence. Well, yes, absolutely. He had he had reverence. He, he had reverence for God. He did not want to sin against yes. God. Yes. And we must have the we must have a, a, such a high view of Scripture that we count it worthy to read it, to study it, to to allow the Bible to lead and guide us. If we don't allow the Word of God to lead us and guide us, then something else is leading us and guiding yes. us. More than likely, we are leading and guiding ourselves. So it's very, very important uh, that we that we allow the Word of God to do what only it can do. Okay, what only it can do. Um, so that's very, very, that's very important. That's very important. Now. <coughs> Let me let me ask you a personal question. It's not that personal, but let me ask this question. Let me ask this question. And you can ask me back if you want. Okay? I give you permission to ask me back. Do you consider yourself, and we're not going back on the other subject, but do you consider yourself spiritually mature? I'm spiritually learning. I don't know if that's what I asked. Okay, you want me to go straight to the point? I believe that I am learning. It's a process. All right. I am matured, but not to the fullest. Okay. Okay. I would I would answer that. Wait, wait a second. Are you spiritually mature? Okay, I would answer that question by saying I am spiritually maturing. Maturing. So I'm learning. Yes, I am okay. maturing. I am so maturing. I, did I answer to your... Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe that I am... In the process of maturing, it's a process. I will, I will not remember. Remember, not remember what Paul said. I, I, not, I don't consider myself as having attained. No, I haven't I'm not there. I'm not where I, I'm supposed to be. You know, I, I am in the process. Exactly. Okay, uh, it's, it's like the bumper sticker that says, you know, be patient with me because God, God is, is not, not finished with me yet. yet. So once again, we are all works in progress. We are all works in progress. But having said that, we must. In every area of our life, we must exercise, and this is where it, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where personal responsibility and even let's look, put the word holiness comes in, sanctification. We must, we must exercise, apply godliness in every area of our life. In every aspect, in every area of our life, we need to become godly. That's at the house, at the job, at school, the things that we do, our our pastimes that we do, uh, in our finances, in the other ways that we use our time, we need to exercise, apply godliness in everything, in everything that we do. Listen, we have to understand this particular principle that Christianity, Christianity means that we have, the Bible says we are in Christ. The Bible says that we have put on Christ. So we never climb out of Christ and we never take off Christ. We are 
in Christ, we have put on Christ. Uh, so, if we claim to be his child, then there's a certain lifestyle that needs to accompany that confession. There's a certain way that we need to behave based on what we have spoken. But application is hard work. Application is hard work. It's easily said. Then you have to apply. Here we are saying, you got to apply the Bible. You got to apply scripture to your life. You got to apply scripture to your life. Very easy to say. And we, we, we tried to give you some instruction as to how you do it, but it, it's hard because it it requires us to have serious thinking. In other words, there must be concentrated meditation and prayerful thinking. We have to think about I it. Said, I said that to someone earlier. I said, what you put what you put in your mind or what you listen to will affect your heart. Absolutely. And, and, and what I'm saying, what you said also, the Word of God has to be permeating. I mean, constantly be in your mind. And that's how you have reverence. You won't think twice about doing something that's wrong. Okay, right. you do it. I'm. I'm not saying that we 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 won't sin because we sin constantly. Right. But yet, what I'm what I'm saying is that what you filter in your mind, what you hear, goes and it, it, it festers inside your heart. Yes. And so, if you uh, read the word, uh, and you, you constantly pray, God will, you know, remove all that gook mm -hmm. or the the filth, I would say filth, no mm -hmm. matter what. God will remove it and he'll put his peace, his joy. And, you know, you won't have to be uh, unstable mm -hmm. because a double-minded person is unstable in all his ways. No matter how much you read, you can read the word all you want to, but yet you're not stable. And, you know, if you want to have a closer relationship with God, you have to apply the word. And applying the word is not just reading it. You have to do, just like Paul says, you have to do the word. Not just say, okay, I'm going to church, I'm reading the word today, and then tomorrow you put it down. It's just like exercising. Right. It's just like, it's just like you know, okay, let me go back to this. It's like dieting. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will say, okay, I'm going to start today. I start today, and then I wind up eating today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, else, you know, it's, it's, it's something, you know... Don't feed the, don't feed the body junk, then you won't have to deal with the weight. That's okay, good. that's good. Uh, uh, you know what you have to eat, and instead of eating, like we were saying, junk food, put the you know nutritious food inside your body that will strengthen you and give you the. Uh, stamina for you to run mm -hmm. but in order for us to run in the word you know you have to have the the scripture to allow you to run how far are you going to go oh you know it, it depends on the word it's, it depends on how you apply the word the application like you said earlier 
you know, there's one interpretation, but there's different ways of applying it. Mm -hmm. So many people say they're going to start exercise, they're going to start the diet today, and then you say, no, not today, next week, next. It's just putting it off. But then again, you lose, um, you get distracted all, so you just say, I'm going to forget that. But if you read the word, and like you said earlier, um, and you apply it as soon as you hear it, you're not going to want the junk food. You're not going to want to do certain things. If you know you have no business with drinking soda or drinking juice mm -hmm. and stuff like that, you know, drinking water is healthier for you. But, you know, again, it's a different way of applying it. One thing that cannot, one thing that I cannot, I, 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 I am unable to stress enough. And one thing I can, if I could do it, I would do it. I cannot put within people a love for the word. It has to be. I, I don't know. The, the Lord, the Lord is the one that has to give you a love for the word of God. Amen. When you have a love for the word of God, you will read it. You will read it for devotion. You will read it for study. You will read it for enrichment. You will read it for knowledge. You will read it for various purposes. You, you will read it for various purposes when you love the word. Like David in Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is all about the word of God and his love for the word. I cannot stress the need and importance. You have to take time to read the word. This is why I say application is hard work application is hard work because it's gonna it's gonna mean you're gonna have to seriously take time out of your life to read the word but remember that the bible says that christ is our life christ is our life and so we got to be about doing all those things that christ is about listen application bible application is hard because the devil, Satan, is going to fight viciously against it. The devil is going to fight it because he comes when we are in that prayer mode. When we are in meditation mode. When we decide that we are going to pray. And we are going to study. And we are going to meditate. And you find some quiet time. That's when the enemy will come. The phone will ring. The doorbell will ring. Someone will call. Some sort of interruption will take place when you set your mind on the things of God. The devil will fight viciously against any type of movement toward God. He's going to fight it. He's going to fight it. And so we must... How do we... How do we bypass or retaliate the enemy's moves by praying through. Is it something easily said once again? It's easier said than done. We have to pray through. Amen. You have to pray through the interruptions. You have to pray through the blockages. You have to pray through have you ever gone, have you ever been in church or been at the house and and, and you and you get down on your knees to pray. But your mind is so full with stuff 
that you can't even have a meaningful two minutes. You just get down and you get back up because your prayer seems as if it's it's hitting the ceiling and coming back down at you. Yeah, but I don't stop. No, you cannot stop. You cannot stop. Listen, the battle is going to be won. The battle is going to be won uh, on your knees. But once again, the battle is also is taking place in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> the battle is that going to take place in your mind. You. As you are praying, as you are praying, you're going to have thoughts that are darts that that's going to be going of through course. your eye of, of this, of your mind. That's going to go this. Your mind's going to go that way on this thing, on him, on her, on it, on that, on them. Your and mind. Then, yeah, but you have to be able to stand. You have to continue to pray. You don't let these things um, stop you. No, you can't. You, you can't. Uh, as, as difficult as it is, once again, application is going to be hard work. Because the devil's going to fight. The devil's going to fight you tooth and nail all the way. The third reason. third reason why application is so difficult. Bible application. Putting, putting the Bible to use in your own life. The third reason is that we ourselves, we naturally resist change. We resist change. We find comfort in comfort. We reach a level of of, of, of comfort in our lives and we don't want to move from there. It's your flesh and your sin nature that become entrenched. Your flesh and your sin nature work hand in hand with the devil. Your flesh is not the devil. Your sin nature is not the devil. The devil works from the outside against us, but he reaches us through our flesh and our sin nature. And he puts the little thing in front of us and, and he dangles it. Hey, come on now. And and, and that's where we, where we mess up. That's where we mess up. We don't want change. I'm comfortable. I like it like this. We cannot have our cake and eat it too. You can't say, you cannot say, you cannot say, I want change. But I want to stay this. I want to stay the way I am. Nope. You can't, you can't, you can't act for change and then say, but I want to stay the way I am and, and be changed. No, you cannot. You cannot stay the way you are and be changed. That this is, this is a, a physical and spiritual impossibility. Can you call it a spiritual oxymoron? It's, 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 <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It is, right? It is. You cannot. It can't be done. Okay? Uh, it, it can't be done. Okay? Uh, you cannot say that I want to grow. But you don't read your Bible. I want to be in tune with God. I want to be more in tune with God. But you don't want to pray. I, I want to... I want to hear God's voice, but you don't read His word. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it, they don't go together. Okay, so we must. We must. We must realize. Let's find out how serious are we? How much do I really want to grow? Or am I entrenched in my own life and I just want to be me? I just want to be me. I had someone I had someone tell me recently. I had someone say to me recently. Uh, and they made this statement. 
They said that they were tired of doing what people expected them to do. They wanted to do what they wanted to do. They were tired of doing what everybody else expected them to do. And so my question would be, do you really want to grow in the Lord or do you just want to be you? And from a statement like that, you want to be you. Well, I, That's what I, I received yeah, from it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the person tired of, tired of um, trying to... Um, Live up to other people's expectations. The great pretender, okay. You know, I remember you spoke about the great pretender. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I've seen it. I've heard it many times. And then what happens when you when you tell them that they can't do both? No, you cannot. You can't live. What what is it? Um, you can't live on both sides of the fence. No, you cannot live on both sides of the fence. You cannot, as as my as my former pastor used to say, you cannot straddle the fence. Straddle the fence. You cannot straddle the fence. You cannot walk on both sides of the fence. Okay. What what I remember him saying very many times. You cannot straddle the fence. Uh, it, it, it will it will drive you crazy. There, there, there's a there's a there's a madness that takes place. We spoke about this uh, of recently. Talk about the madness that takes place when we decide that we want to do what we want to do. When we decide that I'm going to live my life, I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. And you can throw that argument in, the, you know, that argument that says, you know, I, I don't want to do what people expect me to do. I'm going to live my, and, and when you pursue that type of lifestyle with that type of mindset, that is a madness. So, would you say my way? Sing the song, I want to do it my yeah, way. Yeah, that, that, is, that is, you're doing it uh, your do way. I want to do that other song, I do my life. Doing it your way, having your own life, yeah, sounds very independent. You know, it sounds very good. Even the song, even a song such as remember back in the seventies, I believe the seventies. No, no. You remember. remember? Yes, you remember. You were there. You were there. <laughs> I am woman. Hear me roar. Yeah. In numbers too big to ignore. You know. Um, you know uh, songs like that 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 promote uh, independence, freedom, self. self. It, it sounds good. You know, and I you understand what the song is saying, but. But uh, that that song, that song, that I still remember the words to the song because I used to listen to the song, I used to sing the song. I don't need you to worry about me. This is my life. I don't want you to tell me it's time to come home. I don't need you to worry about me. This is my life. Go ahead with your own life. Leave me alone. It's it's a nice catchy tune. Sounds good, you know. But you're a young person. You singing a song like that. That's oh, a song. Freedom, freedom, that 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 song is a is an anthem to rebellion. I'm gonna do it my way. My way. When Frank Sinatra sings that song, you know, I ate it up and I spit it out. I took the blows, you know, and I did it my way. It sounds. It. it I did it. That's so. You know, but it. It's talking about rebellion. And I don't need anybody else. Now I'm not worried about what anybody else says. This is my life. I'm gonna do what I want to do. And there's a. There's a madness in that type of lifestyle. The Bible says that that, that young prodigal, that young lost son who went out with that attitude 
The Bible says finally when he saw where he was, he looked around. The Bible says he that he himself? came to himself. Okay. Came back to his senses. He had left his mind back his, at the house. He lost his mind and he had to find it. And he had to find his mind again when he realized what the the the, the, the terrible life that he had lived. that had become his. So it's very important. It's very important uh, that we understand that we resist change. The sin nature doesn't want Bible application. Your flesh doesn't want Bible application. Your flesh does not want you to study the Bible. The, the flesh doesn't want you to attend a Bible study. The flesh doesn't want you to attend a Bible class. The, the flesh, there are more important things to do besides sitting and listening to some dry Bible teacher wait, wait, talk wait. about scripture. So, alright, so, but also, you know, like, they don't want to hear, the flesh doesn't want to hear about the, 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 um, gym to say, get up, get off the couch, don't eat this and don't eat that, right. don't exercise. So, it's, it goes both ways, The flesh, people. the flesh. It's the flesh, and if you really want, if you decide to do something about it, you will. Amen. This is true. It's true. So we we have to make sure. We have to make sure. Listen, listen. I have a desire to grow. I want to be like Jesus. Listen, one of the keys to spiritual maturity, one of the keys to spiritual maturity is to live for Jesus. Not because it makes us feel good, but because it's the right thing to do. Listen. Jesus, here's, here's, what, here's what we fail to understand. Jesus, Jesus. I know that people are not going to, maybe some people won't receive this. But Jesus did not come to make two things. He didn't come to make people feel better. Jesus did not come to turn bad people into good people. Those are two statements that need clarification. And Jesus didn't, need, didn't come to do that. Jesus came to make dead people alive. That's what Jesus came to do. Man is dead. Spiritually dead. He came to bring life. And bring life more abundantly. So it's deeper than he's a bad guy, a bad woman, and he makes a good guy. Jesus didn't, didn't just come to make you feel good. You can feel good if you go to church. Jesus didn't come so you can feel better about yourself and start going to church now. That's not that's that's not what Jesus came for. Jesus did not come for, for that purpose. Jesus came to give you life. Okay, Jesus came to give you life and he came to give you that life more, more abundantly. abundantly. Amen. He came to give life more and but abundantly. We have a we have a comment from Calvin. He says so basically uh, you must give to get, and sometimes things look hard, but when you conform to God, uh, He will always take you places that you want to believe. You have to, amen, amen. You, you, have to, you have to have a desire. Once again, we're talking about this desire. None of these things that we are saying will be possible if you don't first start out with a desire to be more than what you are. I want to be more than what I am. I know that there is more as I entrench myself into the Word of God. 
I must step into the life that God has for me. But that life that God has for me is going to be found in this word. It's going to, it's going to start right here. And I don't necessarily, I have nothing, I have nothing, I have no problem with individuals speaking into your life. In a sense, we right now, we are, we, we are speaking into your life. So I have no problem with people speaking into your life. But we, the Lord can speak to us. Amen. The Lord can speak to us when we're alone. He can speak to you when you're on that subway, when you're in the car, when you're sitting in the classroom. The Lord can speak to you. But once again, as we said at the outset, the measure of your growth will never surpass the measure of the word of God that you have in your life. You must, you must make this Bible an active part of your life. Listen, I've been to Bible studies. I've, I've walked in on Bible studies that I was not teaching myself what somebody else was teaching. And I see this group over here in the Bible study. And this group over here just world. sitting and chilling and they're why they're how come you're not in the Bible study? You need you need to you need to be in Bible study. It, it doesn't do it it doesn't it listen, just because you come to church every single night of your life, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. God is, listen, there are no brownie points for the amount of times you show up in church. Okay? God is not going to say, okay, you're here, present, 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 present. I got I got a good award for you. I got a good... No, 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 no. What's going on right here? What's going on in the heart? Are you, are you learning the word? Are you allowing the word of God to permeate your life? So it doesn't matter how much time you spend in God's house as good and as right and necessary as that is your spirituality your your the, how spiritual you are is not based on how much time you spend in God's house it's just not you need more time in the word you could spend all your time in the church but yet you're not getting the word is something else you need you need to have time that is well spent and that time must be spent in the word of God. <laughs> it gave me, um, I had a visual right there. Mm -hmm. um, not a vision, a visual. A visual, a visual. Okay, not a vision. Yes, okay. yes, yes. I see, you know, the, the person in the gym. Oh, I spent my whole time in the gym and they're heavier than heavy. Mm -hmm. You know, and I said, it's just like so many people in church. They go to church. But yet they're not they're not learning, you know, they're not eating the word, they're not practicing all that time that they spend in the in, in the church and they're still not growing. The same way this person in my mind. He spent all his time or she spent all her time in, in the gym and Well, you know, we we already just said we already said that knowledge puffs up. Knowledge puffs up. The more you take in, you keep taking in, taking in. The more you receive, you can you can begin to tell yourself, "I've I've I've got it. I've learned. I I, I know. I know this already." That's that's the danger. That's the danger of 
and if I could call it a danger. Well, I, no, I'm not going to touch that. Okay, keep going. But what I'm calling a danger is constantly hearing sermons, constantly hearing a word from this pastor and this preacher and that bishop and this one, constantly hearing words from different people. But what do you do with what you hear? What do you do when you hear when you hear a when you hear a if you watch if you watch Christian television and there's no law that says you must watch Christian television but if you watch uh, Christian television and you see uh, someone up there and they and they're talking and and you say yes amen I mean what what do we do with the word that we hear? Do we hide it in our heart? Do we make application of it? Or do we just say amen and we keep going? What do we do? We watch this person and he says this. We watch that person and he says that. And then we watch this person over here and he says that. What do you do with all of the things that everybody says? What do you do with them? What, 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 what is the purpose? What do you do? Do you, do you, are you applying it to your life? Or are you just feeding yourself and feeding yourself and feeding yourself and you are becoming a hearer but not a doer? Something has to be done when you have the word coming into your life from different sources. Him, her, them, everybody is speaking to you and at you and you agree with it, but what do you do with it? It's just a word that you say, I agree, and you keep moving, or do you make application? That's very, very important that we apply the word to our life. This is why, this is why I mentioned last week. This is why I mentioned last week that I, I have, I have, I have long abandoned the, the what I call the kibbles and bits approach. You know. Taking a little bit from this, taking a little bit from here, taking a little bit from here, taking a little bit from there. Take a little bite-sized morsels from every little preacher that says something. It's good that a man's heart, the Bible says, be established. It's good for a man's heart to be established. And I don't know if that's the... It may work for some. It may work for some. But, you know, we, 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 need, to be, we need to be established in what we believe and what we know. Because all these people that speak into your life are not all coming from the same place. They're not all coming from the same place. <clears throat> Brother Calvin says, reading the word gives you knowledge to understand. The more you read the word, the better you can understand and have a made up mind to get closer to God. Amen. Amen. It, uh, you need to read the word. You need to read the word with a mind for application. What does this say to me? What, is, what does this say for my life? What does this tell me about God? Is there something here that I can learn? How does, me, how does this help me to praise God more? There's something in every passage of scripture, as we read it, that can be brought in. There are principles. There are principles. Even in places in the Bible where people say there are gray areas. In other words, the Bible doesn't say anything about it. The Bible doesn't tell us that we should not smoke. 
uh, the Bible doesn't say that yeah, but different when you things. Smoke, I know, but yeah, yeah, you know, when you smoke, uh, it affects your lungs, and then you wind up having lung cancer. Well, the, the so you you know well the, you, the common, biblical principle. Common, common sense yeah, would yeah, tell but, you. Yeah, common sense to, does, but sometimes but people don't operate on common sense. Uh, so you know, alcohol is not good for you because if you drink too much of it. It's going to affect your liver. Then you have cirrhosis of the liver. Here yeah. is the the biblical principle. Once again, application. The biblical principle that applies to those two areas, smoking and drinking, excessive drinking. The two, the, the, the principle that applies is, for the child of God, know ye not that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Our bodies are temples, and we must treat them like temples. So therefore, I'm not going to put anything in my body that is going to be detrimental to the temple so that's the bible doesn't have to say don't drink don't smoke i'm a temple and i'm not going to do anything that's going to purposely or hurt my body, my body or harm my body that's that's what we have to go on so even when the bible seems even when the bible seems to not tell us that something is right or wrong or rather wrong there are overriding principles as we read the bible and apply it and as we read, let's read this as we close in John chapter 16. John 16. And verse number, starting in verse 13. John chapter 16. And verse number 13. I'll be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. 14. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. 15. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, and shall show it unto you. Amen. Amen. So, pay, pay careful attention to verse number 13, where he says that he will guide you, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, will guide you into all truth. The Holy Ghost will guide you into all truth. Uh, and so, that's very uh, important. That's very important to understand, that the Word of God needs to be a part of our life, and we have to allow the Spirit of God to speak into our life. We have to allow the Word of God to speak into our life, into our hearts, so that when trouble does arise, and if there are any questions that arise, the Word of God will speak to our hearts. Four quick steps for practical, everyday application of Scripture. Number one, you got to pray. You got to pray. Second, you have to meditate. Pray, meditate. That's not sitting with your arms folded and your arms crossed going om, om. That's not meditation. That's not biblical meditation. Biblical meditation is just thinking on what the scripture says. Thinking on it, dwelling on it, praising God for it, asking God, Lord, what do you want me to see here? Fourth, 
Third, rather, pray, meditate, apply. That's asking those questions. Lord, what does this have to do with me? Lord, how does this affect my life? And finally, memorize. Memorize. I don't think people memorize the Word of God anymore. Oh, I remember doing that with the kids. I, I, I don't think that people find it important enough to memorize the Word of God anymore. Yeah, it's very important. If I ask you what Romans 8.28 is, that, that should come right off the top of your tongue. What's Romans 8.28? Uh, we all know John 3.16. Uh, but if I ask you to run off some other scriptures, you know, what's what's Romans 6.23? What's Romans 3.23? What's 1 Corinthians 1.18? All, all these scriptures, most of these scriptures should... They should float off of our. They should. They, they oh, should be. They should be in our heart. What's First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight? You know, all of these scriptures need to be a part of our lives. Memorization, memorization, that helps us. And the overriding principle that puts all of these, that causes all of these things to be, is faith. Amen. If you don't believe, if you don't believe. If you don't have a proper understanding of what scripture is, then you will not grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord. Amen. You won't grow. You won't grow. Amen. 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 We want to we want to once again uh, remind you that we are here every every Wednesday night. Uh, every Wednesday night at eight thirty, we pray with a word that will be helpful and and and. And beneficial, we want to thank, uh, we want to thank Calvin, Marie, and we want to thank uh, all of those who were watching tonight. Uh, we have Ebony, we have, we have uh, Darlene, we have Natalie, we have Marie Alexandra, we have, we have, we thank you for uh, watching along. We have Eniman, Eniman, thank you, Tom. Amen. Amen. We, so we want to thank everybody. We want to thank everybody for joining in. And just take a moment, just take a moment to share the page with someone just so they, they know uh, that there's a Bible study that is taking place every Wednesday night at 830 uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and on Spreaker.com. If you'd like to listen in again, you can go right to Spreaker.com and you can listen uh, to this particular study. Once again, we have several other podcasts that are there uh, and uh, whether it's whether it's Bible study, a Bible class, whether it's devotional, whether you need to hear a, a sermon, whatever it is, uh, you can go to Spreaker.com and, and you will uh, be directed uh, where to go. There are many, many, many different podcasts there uh, that we produce. Um, once again, you can go to our, to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And when you get there, you can subscribe and we will, uh, you will receive notification uh, whenever we upload anything and that is on a weekly basis we we do upload uh, onto YouTube you can also go to our Facebook page and you can like our Facebook page listen we are here we hear we come and we do what we do on a weekly basis because we simply want to uh, want the word to go out we want the word to go out and believe we believe that the Lord has given us uh, this task for this season in our life uh, to to help uh, the body uh, to grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord. And listen, listen, whatever you do for the Lord, and I'm talking about what we're doing here, and whatever it is that you, that the Lord has called you to do, it's not something to be uh, looked at as something small. 
It is a great thing. Whatever you do for the Lord is a great thing. Amen. You don't have to have a worldwide ministry with a worldwide name. Uh, listen, what you do for God is important. Amen. God doesn't have any small ministries. If they are under his leadership and direction, it's a great ministry. It's a great ministry. So once again, let the Lord have his way in your life. Let the Lord have his way in your life. So we want to thank you. We want to thank you for joining us tonight. And we look forward to once again being with you next Wednesday. Next Wednesday night, 8.30. God willing, we'll come back with another Cutting It Right Wednesday night Bible study. I'm Pastor Amen. Michael J. This is Pastor Edie Jakes. And we're going to see you next time. May God bless, bless you. you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.